Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Into the Fire. And Kate and I are very excited to have with us our guests in this episode, Max and Stephanie Thomas. You guys are so oh, welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great. And they are live missionaries <laughs> in Iraq or Iraq, as we say uh, in England, and Kate and I being English, living in America. We uh, often get confused with which one we should say, but Iraq, I heard, is yes. the way to yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, we had a whole discussion yeah. about this. The language. English were yeah. right after yeah. all. Yeah. Wow, yeah. makes a change for them to be right. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so good that you've had this opportunity to be in the US. You've yeah. recently had your fourth baby. Yeah. Can you imagine four children, Dom? No, and um, we want to hear the story. So, I mean, our, our listeners are probably thinking, wow, how do they do it? And we're thinking, how do, do you do it? But God. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd love to know a little bit, a bit about the journey. We met you several years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Many years ago now, many, actually. Like 11. Yeah. Many, yeah. yeah. 11 years since um, you went to Mozambique, Pemba, Mozambique, yeah. and joined the Harvest School with our oldest daughter, Jess. Yep, that's right. And then later we kept hearing about this man, Max, who'd stole your heart, <laughs> and, and then we met you in Mankato, yep. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, over to you. Why don't you start? Go for it. Yeah, so we're um, from Minnesota. Well, I was born and raised in Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. Max is um, Minnesotan. Yep. And we got married, and right after, actually, harvest school. I bought the ring while she was oh, in Mozambique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was emailing Jess and some of her other roommates ring ideas and things yeah, like that to try good. and get some information. Well, now, wait a minute. That That's actually quite brave yeah. to, to yeah. let your girlfriend soon, in your hope, soon to be fiance, yeah. head off down to the harvest school in Pemba, Mozambique, yeah. where, several months. you know, it's like a shoe factory. People go in in single and they come out in pairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shoe factory. Well, yeah. I think you were more worried about me staying and not returning. Yes, I was right. more worried about her yes. not coming back. So I said, well, if I should buy the ring. So if she does come back, yes. then I can keep her here and have, mm-hmm. make her stay. So that was <laughs> logic behind it. Yeah, yeah so for sure. She came back end of December yeah. and I proposed in February, so I didn't wait very long. Well yeah. done, yeah. Max. And then we got married that summer. And mm-hmm. so we, from that point in Mozambique, my heart was touched for the nations. And mm-hmm. I was really, was really yeah. felt like I actually went into Mozambique not knowing it was a mission school, believe it or not. She didn't even know what it was. She I just, just like signed up. Flew to Africa and didn't know she was in a mission school. Oh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I thought we were just doing mission work, but I didn't realize it was training up right, missionaries. Right. Um, and so my heart just was radically touched in that school. So for, amazing. Mm-hmm, well, for the well, nation. Steph. Before you go on, though, I I just have to say a huge thank you to you because you tucked our jazz under mm-hmm. your wings. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, if I remember rightly, I know she was 17. Yep. How old were you? 21. Yes. Yeah. And Heidi had done Kate and I a favor and snuck Jess in. Right. Yeah. Because you have to be 18, 18. to do yeah. the school. Yeah. But because of our friendship, she let Jess come. And not only that, but we dropped Jess off at the end of the previous Harvest School. Yeah. So she actually had six months there, which was longer than you know um the school is for yes sure. exactly mm-hmm. and so she was very very lonely and we were having like yeah. a daily phone call from her you know weeping crying you know and then all of a sudden that stopped and 
Yeah. She you arrived. Right, because I came early too. Right. I wanted to be there longer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Dad. And I phone her up, and she's like, Dad, I've met this amazing girl, Stephanie, yeah. and she is just being so kind to me. And I'm on a 21-day fast. I'm like, You're what? <laughs> <laughs> I had the exact same reaction when I found out. It's like you're doing what? Yeah. It was the best. We had such a good time, and we hit it off right away. I was so yeah. grateful for Jess. <laughs> Like, and just her ability to like love the people like she, mm. she like really took me in under her wing and that oh, way it was like wow Steph, come and do this with me come and do this with me and just really brought me in because she was already there i think mm -hmm. like two months or so before yeah, i got had, there yeah. so yeah. she knew a lot of people yeah, and it was yeah. just really special to have each other we like yeah. really hit it yeah. off right away yeah. mm -hmm. and 11 amazing. years later she's still one of my best friends yeah. Yeah. Been been with her. Here we are. Yeah. And she came up to our wedding and yeah and, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's amazing how the lord can bring significant um, friendships yeah. from those defining moments in yep. our life and our calling. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, you saying that it was during that time that the Lord put a love for the nations. Yeah. And mm. here you are, mm -hmm. 11 years later, and yeah. you're living in Northern Iraq. Yeah, I wasn't even in nursing school at the time, and Heidi Baker prophesied over me on our graduation day that I'd be in the Middle East surrounded by babies. And I, at wow. that time, mm -hmm. like, wasn't even through nursing school. Um, and here I am, a midwife in the Middle East. Oh and it's my like, goodness! Just yeah. really cool to see like the seeds that were planted yes. in that, in that yes. time. Really, that it is so seen. cool. And Max, you mm -hmm. know, very often people, I know, especially I've I've had the joy of of being to many many harvest schools yeah. um, and, and speaking. And you know, it's usually towards the end of the harvest school uh, that I'm there. And many of these the the, the students that are on there are ready to just go to the nations. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And they're going to go anywhere in the world, but very often there's a big journey ahead mm -hmm. of a person yeah. from yeah. where they hear the call of God to where they actually arrive there. Yeah. Many people never right. get there. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you guys. Well, so when right after we got married, we ended up um, becoming full-time pastors mm -hmm. at the local church. And I had a very clear sense of calling to the city I was in, pastoring the church. We were doing house mm -hmm. of prayer work as well. And so I was just very honest with her up front, even before we got married. The, I feel like the Lord spoke this to me before he spoke you to me. Yeah. And so this is where I'm supposed to be right now. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I don't know when that will end. Wow. I don't know if that's a year, yeah. if that's five years, if yeah. that's 20 years. I don't know. Wow. But this is what I feel like the Lord has mm. just so clearly marked my heart for and and mm -hmm. called me to and called us to if you're saying if you're signing on to this if you're saying yes and she obviously did <laughs> and so we joke now of the first year of our marriage mm -hmm. we fought more about going to the mission field than we did about yeah. any of the other things <laughs> my very immature heart you know um, some things I should never <laughs> yeah, you know, money yes. money literally, or family literally. or whatever we yeah. fought about yeah. going to the mission field and i mean like tears in bed just oh. weeping over faces that i was like they need the gospel yeah and i feel i felt like there was this clear word in the Bible that we didn't need anything else like to go. Mm. And so there was just a lot of tension in our marriage of like, how do we steward yes. the now mm -hmm. moment, but mm -hmm. really hold in our hearts the future moments yes. and yes. not knowing when that's going to yeah. open. Yes. Um, 
And so, yeah, that was that was mm -hmm. a really a growing season growing for season. me a lot. For you. Yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it, it, I think there was two things that we learned in that season. One is we early on in our marriage because that we actually had to look each other in the eye and say, do you trust me that mm -hmm. I care about your dreams, too? Yes. Right. Yes. So because wow. I was the one who had the real clear sense of calling in yeah. Mankato. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, I, she did, too. It's not like, well, you're doing your thing and I have nothing to do with it. But again, it was before I met her, like the Lord had spoken yeah. to me and I was the one doing the full-time ministry and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And so I had to just, I yeah. would regularly ask her, do you trust me that I care about the dreams in your heart? And that, you know, we will pursue those. But I, right now, mm -hmm. this is what the Lord has put mm -hmm. in front of us. Wow. And so we, this is what we have to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we had to work through that very early on of, uh, we trust each other. Yeah. yeah. We trust each other in the yeah. in the long term. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, and then I feel like the Lord really worked on my heart of like, um, what does it mean to be a missionary? And yeah. I think in my mind, I really thought it was where you live. It was primarily about where you live, yeah. right. not primarily about how you live. Yeah. And Ooh. I the Lord really switched that for my heart of like mm -hmm. being a missionary, Stephanie, is how you live, not where you live. And so oh, we really Gosh, together so good, pursued mm -hmm. missions in our local mm -hmm. city. So yeah. we I got involved, we both got involved in the jail ministry and we would preach in the jails and we were foster care parents and we mm. were just doing things and positioning our heart and our lives that, God, mm. I wanna be a missionary for you no matter where we are yeah. in the world mm -hmm. and mm. I can do that. Beautiful. And so Beautiful. it was like yeah. a really a journey for me of laying down my definition of success in God's mm. eyes and realizing that it has to be attainable to be successful in his eyes wherever we lived, yeah. which yeah. is obviously loving him with mm. all of ourselves mm -hmm. and then loving our neighbors yeah. um, and going to the scripture and realizing like this has to be attainable for me here it has to be attainable for the person in jail it has to be attainable for everyone at any time all across the world so yes. really rewriting success because mm. I think prior to that it was like the successful Christian was the cross-cultural missionary, missionary right? right and I think right. if we would have gone that, yeah. Whatever, yeah and I think yeah. if we would have gone out of that immaturity it, it would have died out and yeah. fizzled out and not sustained. Yeah. Yeah. But like really rewriting the definition of success yeah. was yeah. really important in that season for me and being okay with like loving the lost in my city mm -hmm. and, and living it out mm -hmm. truly there mm -hmm. so that when we go, I could live in that same yes posture. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that was and, yeah. also a really important step in that season that God was doing totally. in my heart. Mm -hmm. mm, so that, that was, I think, the first level. And then the second level would be, okay, we have this, because I also had a sense of calling. I was my grandparents were frontier missionaries yes. in Papua New Guinea That's among right. cannibalistic tribes yes. in the fifties yeah. and sixties. Yeah. So I grew up on the missionary stories, all that kind of stuff. And so we we both had a sense of mm. I think the, our long term call mm -hmm. is to the nations. Yeah. But right now this is our call. Yeah. So living in that tension yes. of the kind of already not yet where we yeah. are and where we're going, mm -hmm. and. Um, how do we, the question we started to ask then is, how do we set up our life here yeah. Yeah. now so that when the door opens, mm -hmm. we can actually walk through it? Beautiful. So how do we financially mm -hmm. live our life in a way that when a door to missions, when God opens the door, because mm -hmm. there's sometimes you can see those steps coming and there's right. other times the door just opens just and it was mm -hmm. not there five minutes ago and now it's the there. The sudden leaves of God. And you just, yeah. And we had said early on, we want to be able to walk through that door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so how do we live debt free? Mm. And so 
We lived very meager for years. We yes, lived off we of, visited your house. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah right. And I was worried that I would bump all four corners yeah. of the house yeah. at yeah. the same time. It wasn't time. quite that bad, but yes. <laughs> and so when we when we were uh, eventually both working after she graduated school and mm -hmm. and got a job, we were living off of one income, not two. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that we could pay off all the debt we had accumulated through school and whatever. We started getting into rental properties and um, yeah. as much as we could. Just so finances. How do we live in a way that mm -hmm. when the Lord opens the door, we're not chained here financially? We can actually walk yeah. through it. Um, Ministry-wise, kind of what she had touched on. How do we practice, in a sense, living among the poor, among the broken, among the oppressed, among the imprisoned, mm -hmm. among all of these mm -hmm. yeah. people groups, so to speak, that we would be ministering to out there? How do we do that here? So that when the door there opens, we're not walking into something mm -hmm. that we have never done before exactly. yeah. in yes. our entire lives. Beautiful. We've been, um, we've, we've got some reps underneath our belt in this, mm -hmm. and then it's just living in that tension. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So many young people that we've met, they have this burning desire in their heart, and that burning desire leads them to run faster than mm -hmm. God, and it yes. ends up flaming out. If you take any yeah. candle or whatever and you move it too quickly, That's right. it will actually burn that mm -hmm. thing out. You have to move at a particular pace for that flame. Yes. The pace not, of the flame. The, to, for it to not go out. That's so right. You, you take a match and you move too quickly, it'll go out. Yeah. yeah. You take a bigger fire and even if you move that too quickly, it will go out. I've never in my life had that thought. No, I haven't. And What's a, a brilliant, brilliant really way of putting it. It's, you just have, it's learning yeah. how to live in that tension. Yeah. Yes. And understanding, and this is what honestly mm -hmm. a lot of our job as pastors was helping students live in the pain of that tension mm. you know like that's a painful tension at it times is. Yeah. when you know you're called to something yeah. but you just can't see it or you want to get yeah. there and avoid the necessary yeah. steps in the journey yeah, yeah. it's like mother lessons. Teresa. i was just reading about her life and like how she had a burning desire to go oh my and gosh. she was actually restrained and told mm. she had to stay and wait and she had by this, her bishop like, yeah for years she would write years. letters and say i want to go i want to go and shoot and then later she reflects on how that was such a mm -hmm. important mm -hmm. season to be shaped and molded to then go and mm -hmm. do the work that she did yeah. mm -hmm. and so i wish i would have read about her far before yeah long before yeah. but i really resonated with that because i yes. felt like god had us in this yes. season of preparing so that hopefully and we will be there for years and years mm -hmm. to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so so it's, good. It's, we we tried our best. We probably did some things better than yeah. others, uh, <laughs> like everybody, you know. But of uh, staying in that tension, mm -hmm. and it was what I suppose five years. Yeah, it was five years, and then a door opened, mm -hmm. and um, we walked through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think it's it's amazing how if you had of gone in that if you had mm -hmm. won the argument mm -hmm. stephanie mm -hmm. and you weren't married to such a tenacious uh yeah. and yeah and in a sense a noble man of god in his heart and mm -hmm. he had just caved in and said okay honey let's just let's just go yeah right and you'd have gone and joined you know whoever yeah whoever mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me to think that you would have missed what actually now in what you're doing today yeah. how vastly different the doors that Absolutely. god's able to open mm -hmm. in your life now as a midwife mm 
living among refugees, yeah. working among some of the most unreached people groups mm. who've, who's very, who, who in all their ancestral line going perhaps even back to Noah, yeah. have never ever worshipped the true and living God. Right, right. And you two are working with them. Yeah. yeah. And one yeah, of the right. biggest <clears throat> door openers, uh, probably for you both, is the fact that you went on, mm -hmm. did your training. Oh, yeah. it's unequivocally the biggest door opener. The biggest yeah, door opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. became yeah. a midwife. Tell us about that because that, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I met you in the Harvest School when yeah. you and Jess were students, and I was looking across the 300 faces and there was you and Jess <laughs> just beaming away. We're gonna go! We're yeah. gonna lay our lives down for Jesus! Mongolia! Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see it in your faces. Mongolia, was that a real thing? Yes, yes. For Jess. Oh, really? Okay, I did. I was like, really? You've never told me that. <laughs> that for Jess. But, you know, she was serious. And then the Lord spoke to her right mm -hmm. at the end and said, no, I want you to go to, to UNC. Mm -hmm. yep. Go to mm -hmm. university. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and for you, um, mm -hmm. you know, you would have gone to anywhere. It wouldn't have mattered yeah. where you would anywhere. have gone. But I could never have imagined that it would be to do midwifery and that yeah. midwifery would right. be the greatest door opener yeah. to the entire, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. community. Yeah. Well, I'll mm -hmm. answer this, but in, in, I want to say one thing first. There, I, I want to be a trumpet to our generation yes. mm. who have a, a desire for missions or ministry work mm -hmm. yeah. to say you need to go and get skills and yes. training get qualified and education five years of your life when you're right. 18 it's to nothing. 23 it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter yeah what you will learn in those five years mm -hmm. yeah will exponentially yeah. change yeah. how you can do ministry so, beautiful. so go get a skill yeah. go pay the school fees go to seminary go to trade school go to yeah. university go yeah. do something yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Show up more, you're burning, I, like, if I want to be very blunt, I would say show up with more than your burning heart. Wow. You just, you, a burning heart doesn't really help someone in need as much as being able to do something for them. Yeah. Yes. And then they can be around your burning right. heart. Yes. You know? Beautiful. Um, so then well they said. can, you can actually then be a lamp to them as you're mm -hmm. doing something for them or with them or yes. serving them in yes. some way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go and Go and get something so that when you show up at someone's door you, or to a country, because the, the countries, they want you to do something. Mm -hmm. They want yeah. you with a, a skill. That's, That's how you're right. going to stay there. That's, That's right. how you're going to be there yeah. for a long time. You're going to bring value. You're and going to bring value. And also, let's and that's the kingdom, it. right? Yeah. This is the kingdom. Totally exactly. is. And um, you so know, for me, it, it, it also gives you the qualification to get visas to yes, go into unreached yes. countries. I mean, yeah. Yeah. we've we've met so many people over the years. They're called to places like China, and the only way they can go is if they're going to go and teach English. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a skill, just mm -hmm. as you're saying. Mm -hmm. So tell us yeah. about that journey of God showing you about midwifery being a door open. Yeah. So actually, back to the harvest school, our roommate was a midwife, and this ah, was the first time I was yeah. ever exposed to the language of birth being beautiful or powerful or any positive word and so that really piqued my interest interest at oh, that, that time was Kinshasa. yeah yeah oh, yep. Really yep. so 
I went on after school to get my nursing degree and I worked in labor and delivery and my dream and desire just grew from there of like Mm. birth. But then we as young adult pastors led short term um, trips to like Peru and Papua New Guinea. Mm. And when I was there, people would find out that I'm a nurse and they'd want me to do things for them. And I was like, wait, 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 in America, nurses implement doctor's orders. They aren't a doctor in and of themselves. They don't have that autonomy. Um, So I realized whether I had the education or not, I was going to be put in that Mm -hmm. position. So I quickly, quickly realized in our short-term trips that I needed if I was something more, more. more. if I was going to go. Specialist. Yeah. And so that I could, with mm-hmm. confidence, care yes. for them. And, and make the decisions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and not mm-hmm. just what a nurse does, but like yeah, actually you know, care yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. So I, um, actually Max came to me. I was terrified of the money debt thing. And he wanted to go to seminary. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're going to justify <laughs> going to seminary, then I'm going to justify going <laughs> to my master's. Which, which I, I had to actually justify to you. Yes, she yes, was like, was so bad. why? Why? To do what? Was, you know, so we had all these conversations, conversations around like, me trying to justify why seminary was, was a good I've won two arguments in my life. Stay until we go to missions and let me go to seminary. Yeah. Everything else is, uh, I've lost. Those are really good things. So you've, you've heard it all now. You can everybody. afford to lose those you've other ones. You won what counted. Yeah, 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 that counted. So I will never forget that dinner where you're like, no, I really feel like we, I need to go to seminary. And so when yeah. that when that happened and we had committed then to be in the states for three more years because mm-hmm. we still didn't know when yeah. the door would open but that was the commitment that like if you're doing seminary we would be here yeah. eventually mm-hmm. or for three more years mm-hmm. so then i was like well why don't we just go crazy together and go for our master's at the same time while we have, while we have two kids well, who does that yeah. you know yeah. you so, guys two children two yeah. children and you each and two masters. And two masters two masters full-time ministry and nurse and nursing yeah guys we both had full-time cool. jobs yeah. two that's, kids ended up being pregnant with the third mm-hmm. while that was just while we ended just up yeah. yeah and then we're still doing all of that is when the door to missions actually opened so then right. we ended up moving across the country while continuing to do our education. It was a crazy, it was like, crazy. Two, where did you go? Years. Colorado first. So yeah. we I had a job offer for a small missions organization um, there. Out of the blue. That's yeah, where we were like the suddenlies of, the of God. Yep. It was yeah. mm-hmm. definitely a suddenly. Some old ministry friends that we had I'd met a couple of times. We would see each other like once a year. And um, they literally just called me one day and said, hey, we want you to come and teach in our school. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. what you can be here for a couple of years while you guys finish your stuff up and then We'll send you off uh, um, yeah. as a team leader, and um, that ended up ended up just being a kind of a short pit stop, and actually it led us to YWAM, which is where we are mm-hmm. are now. Mm-hmm. So then we did our DTS with YWAM and all that kind of stuff. But we did all that while we were in our yeah, master's and programs yeah. and everything. You know, while you're just mentioning that, it, it just reminds me because Kate and I had the joy of through you guys of being invited to come and. Speak, or at least through you guys for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We came and spoke at your church yeah. for a weekend mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and kind of brought the fire mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and sure. fell in love with Uncle David and Aunt Tara. Sure. Your yeah. Uncle yep. and Auntie are the pastors, senior pastors in mm-hmm. the church, didn't we, darling? We mm-hmm. just had the most amazing weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say the first because I think by then we'd fallen so in love with your Uncle and Auntie and they with us. Yeah, yeah. Although the yeah. second visit may have been you know, not quite so much needed of influence of you guys in that that same way. But we we saw you both Mm. in that 
place where you were just serving yeah. so beautifully on yeah. staff as pastors. Mm -hmm. right. And yet we also knew that there was a burning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could still see it in your eyes, yep. Stephanie, as I saw in, yeah. the, you know, in the Harvest School. But you're serving them so well yeah. in the church. Did that set you guys up? to be blessed and sent with a blessing? Or how did that all end in, in your church? If I have a second trumpet, <laughs> it would be, there is no going around the local church. It just doesn't exist. No going around as in no avoiding, avoiding. it. No avoiding it. Right. There's no Lone Rangers. There's mm. no, well, this is what I feel called to do. So I'm just going to go do it. Screw the church. Screw I'm the church. There's no, <clears throat> I love Jesus, but don't like the yeah. church. There's yeah. no, I want to, go out and do this thing, but the churches don't get it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to just abandon yeah. them. Uh, the, the end goal of missions is the church. Yeah. What Come other on. goal is there other than to see the local church planted? Mm. Wow. So if you're trying to do missions so with the, the end of something other than actually seeing local, mm. believing, baptized, yeah. confessing people yeah. in Christ, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what kind of missions you're doing, but I, it's not what I find in the New, New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Paul and the, that's what they're all doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and sending, the, the, the thing that the New Testament does is sending is part of that journey. Yeah. You, don't yeah. get to, you don't get to go unless you're sent. Mm. You don't get to yeah. be launched out without a home base. Yeah. yeah, and even Paul had that. He yeah. would go out, but he Acts thirteen is like super clear, and he would come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he would submit underneath the leadership there, and he had mm -hmm. people that mm -hmm. he was in community mm -hmm. community with. You just have to do it a part of the local church. Yeah. There's yeah. you got to do it with the leadership of your local church. They're probably imperfect. They probably don't understand everything. Yeah. They probably don't get your vision as well as you yeah, do. They quite it, like you yeah. to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's your vision, not theirs. <laughs> so right. you know, That's like this point. Just, this, Part of yep. it. And there's going to be give and take in there, but there, you, you just can't go around it. You need to do it. Uh, one of the analogy used earlier of the, the flame, one of the ways people move it too quick is they don't, you said moving at the pace of the flame. Yeah. Another way to say it is move at the pace of the church. Right. You, if you're just going to like try and zip away from yeah. your local community, that flame is going to go out. Wow. And then when, the, when it goes out, you're going to have no one to come back to. Mm. because you're going to burn that bridge. That mm. flame is going to end up being a wildfire that burns all of the bridges yeah. behind you. Yeah. And one of the th things that I think we, we at least tried to do well as best as we could, mm. and again, like everybody, we probably did it better in some ways than others, is we tried to do everything in partnership with our, lo with our local yeah. church. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so when we got a job offer, the first phone call I made was to Dave, the senior pastor, yeah. and mm -hmm. I said, I need to come talk to you right now. I just got offered a job and we need to yeah. talk about it and yeah. pray about it. That's right. And, you know, and so we did the yeah. whole process with them. Yeah. We still talk with them. We still process things, certain things with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, we're so grateful. We're for so them. grateful for yeah. it. You just, yeah. it, it has to be church centered because the church is the body of Christ. Yeah. It's this, we just have this weird misnomer that Jesus is somehow doing things outside of his or mm -hmm. separate from his church. Yeah. It's always involving the church because yeah. the church is his body. It's yeah. his body. Yeah. You know, you don't have, exactly. he's not a f head, just a head floating around. around. Yeah, 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 he's not. Um, so I, I wanted to champion young people <laughs> to good. be planted mm -hmm. in their church, mm -hmm. serve their pastors, yeah. serve the vision there, give everything they have to be a part of that community, put roots down. 
And yeah. then when your tree grows enough yeah. and you have roots there, yeah. it's only trees that actually have roots that can be healthily transplanted. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Like yeah. a tree that's got no roots, so you try and transplant that, it's got no ability to actually yeah. Yeah. go down. That's good. So, good you know, you, you plant it in a little pot first to let it actually grow and get some roots, and then you can go put it out in the wild. Mm -hmm. um, and that same thing has mm. got to be true, I think, of young people who mm -hmm. have a desire to go to ministry that's, missions or something that's like that. so good. Um, so good, Max. And we've often said that, you know, um, until you're able to serve somebody else's vision, yeah. the Lord often doesn't give you your own meaningful mm -hmm. ministry. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that you were able to give your life to a local church, to be in relationship yeah. with the leaders, to help you walk through that journey mm -hmm. until you said, until we were ready to yeah. be transplanted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord says, and now I want you to pioneer yeah. something of your own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to actually have had the discipline mm -hmm. of a day in, week in life in a local mm -hmm. body, mm -hmm. serving local people, laying mm -hmm. your life down in any way, yeah. as you said, to be a missionary. Yeah. yeah. Then it wasn't an unknown paradigm yeah. for you, even though cross-culturally everything's different. Yeah, yeah. So sure. tell us what how that happened that you were called to this part of the world yeah so we ended up going max said uh with ywam and in ywam you have to do a dts That's yeah right. so in that like training ship yeah. school they have half of it lecture phase which is wherever your school is mm -hmm. and then the other half is outreach mm -hmm. so our um school they had many locations but they had one um in the middle east and it was iraq so we why they let a family <laughs> with two and then soon to be three kids, because we went on our outreach with a 17-day-old baby. So she had our, Seven had our, had our third wait baby, wait and then flew to Honolulu, because <laughs> we did our DTS in Kona yeah. on the big island. Two weeks postpartum, flew to Honolulu, got wow. an emergency passport issued, and then got on a plane to yeah, Iraq. Just, that's how Why they let us go to the to Iraq, I still don't know, but we love them. Ella and Bruno, if you're watching, we love you. Thank you <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah. Thank those, you, Ella. Those, those were our team leaders. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we went, and because mostly following just the the knowledge that we wanted to serve the 1040 window yeah. and we wanted to go unreached. Mm. But we never had, and then Heidi's word of Middle East. Yes. But other than that, we were like, Lord, we are not like connected to one specific people yeah. group. Yeah. Our hearts are a yes, but you show us where to yeah. go. Yeah. I kind of say that it was like the whispers of God along the yes. way. Like not a booming voice of like, you're to serve these this people group, but just like the small mm -hmm. yeses that yeah. led us yeah. there. Love and so we went to on our outreach and we thought one people group, the Muslim people group, and because that's what we thought Middle East, but it ended up being a minority people group in Iraq mm. that we ended up really spending most wow. of our days serving in the camps. Mm -hmm. And we fell in love with them. They're an oppressed people even among the mm. Muslim world. And um, it was just, I didn't even remember them. Max remembered them from a large event that happened years ago, but yeah, I had I never even heard of them. Heard of them. Yeah. And um, so we went and really fell in love and was ca were captivated um, by wow. what it would look to serve them. Mm -hmm. But the conviction, it's funny, uh, we never really got a clear, yeah, no booming word. prophetic, mm -hmm. these are your people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We came back from that trip actually pretty disturbed. I shared some of that in the message yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And I spent that summer largely in the Psalms and the Prophets. 
and just became convinced by reading the Psalms and the Prophets, God cares about the widow, the mm-hmm. orphan, yeah. and those who've been yeah. violently oppressed. Yeah. And it was just kind of being convinced by the scriptures. These people are widowed, orphaned, and have been violently per- oppressed. This yeah. is where Jesus is. This is who he cares about. Psalm 72 became very important to me about the nature of the kingdom of the Messiah is those that whose blood have been shed is precious mm-hmm. in his sight and mm-hmm. he'll redeem the poor and the oppressed and save them from violence and all yeah, this language yeah, in that psalm. Yeah. And we just kind of, uh, through the psalms mm-hmm. and the prophets, we're like, I think that's where we're supposed to go. Wow. And kind of just made the decision, that's actually. Um, it wasn't, we never really mm-hmm. got this clear dream, vision, prophetic mm-hmm. word, visitation, nothing like that. So other people that happens, it just wasn't our story. Yeah. Um, it was just, I think you said, yeah. following kind of the whispers. We yeah. encountered this thing, read the scriptures, and we're like, <coughs> that makes sense to so us. Deep. Mm-hmm. So that deep. makes sense yeah. to yeah. us. So um, and so, that, I mean, that continues to be yeah. the thing that really kind of holds mm-hmm. us is mm-hmm. this, the prophetic tradition in the scriptures of this is who mm-hmm. the heart of God burns for, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously he burns for everybody, mm-hmm. but there is something particular yes. about so, the nature of being poor and oppressed and yeah. widowed and orphaned mm-hmm. that God's heart burns mm-hmm. in a unique way for people who are in yeah. that category of yeah. the world. Yeah. And so we, yeah, yeah that, that was kind of it. We said, yeah, so we, we finished our school, staffed mm-hmm. in uh, two schools in YWAM, in Kona, mm-hmm. and then um, we ended up launching out at the end of 2020. And we've been there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely amazing, you guys. And yeah. Stephanie, you know, I know Max is involved in like translating the mm-hmm. language of this people group because mm-hmm. it's an oral language. It's an oral language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, by the way, um, you know, those of you listening, I highly recommend that you go to our Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham YouTube channel oh, we'll and put the watch. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll put the link yeah. on the interview. Yeah. But watch Max's message that he preached on Sunday. It was absolutely one of the best messages Mm. I've ever had the privilege of listening to. I don't say that lightly. I know you don't. I've been to quite a few. You've been in in church for a long (laughs) time. I've even been in among my own messages. (laughs) And it was better than any of them. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. It was brilliant. And um, and I I just loved it. And so... You know, one of the things that Max was saying is that, um, you know, his work involves uh, translating the Bible Mm -hmm. um, and he's been able to uh, get connected with a lot of the world's experts in that and found Mm -hmm. out that actually there isn't, nobody has ever translated the Bible of this particular language group. Mm -hmm. Um, But Stephanie's day-to-day work, as Max was saying yesterday, is really quite different. Um, It's giving helping people give birth. Yeah. Even sometimes women. 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 Sorry. Particular particular people. Particular people called women. women Let's let's avoid that landmine. And around we go. And um, helping women give birth. Even in your own you know, even in in, in, in homes. And uh, yeah. so on, in, in this amazing, vast refugee, yeah. well, well, in this vast refugee uh, community. camp community, mm-hmm. which is so amazing yeah, that you I do that. It. And of course, it's given you guys a completely um, open door yeah. into the community For sure. that only God could have figured out. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about 
Yeah. Your day to day. Oh my goodness. I just love moms and babies and getting to care for them. I mm. really consider it like one yeah. of the biggest honors of my life yeah. to wow. care for these wow. refugees. Yeah. Um, in our culture that we live in, women are so oppressed. So their oh, voice wow. is just so silenced. Mm. So to be the hands and feet of Jesus and show them compassionate mm. care is so special. When yeah. like for the first time a woman like is treated kindly by their doctor um, and asked their opinions on things and to see their face be like, why are you asking me? You're the provider, you just do it. And I'm like, no, 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 like wow. this is your body and your wow. you have your voice. So it's been, just incredible. I care for women prenatally, um, mm. yeah. and then occasionally mm. in birth. Mm. Um, it's it's definitely an interesting dynamic because home birth is illegal, and so um, they really have to seek us out, and their family has to be okay with it. It's a very family family right. culture. Mm. Yeah. So I've had women come to me and um, want it so much, but they don't get permission from, from their family. from mm. their family. Yeah. Right. So it is an interesting dynamic right now. But I'm seeking approval from the government to actually go with my patients into the public hospitals mm. and deliver mm. there. Um, but yeah, so then I do some home births had some really hard ones with like stillbirth um, that the doctors miss something and the women yeah. will come to me and be like, will you deliver the stillbirth oh, baby no. before I even met them? It happened. Um, so that mm -hmm. was that was really hard, but really yeah. beautiful to be mm -hmm. the gospel in that. Mm -hmm. And then I have a postpartum program where I'm actually going into their tents because in their culture for the first 40 days, mm -hmm. they can't leave their tent. Oh, so yeah. I go to them. Um, for their postpartum, and that's really special to be invited oh, into yeah. their place into their yeah. so and special. into their home. Oh. And just birth is just so such a sacred mm -hmm. event that, like, mm -hmm. to share that space with them wow. is like, yeah. it just is it's incredible. Privilege. It's yes. such a privilege. Yeah. And then it always opens the door to like, why are you here? Like, why yes. are you doing yeah. this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could be yeah. in America doing like a million yeah. other things, and to just speak about their value to to Jesus that I'm here because he's called us here wow. just wow. to know that they're seen and to feel that they feel seen by God yeah. um, it's just really really special That's and so, special. so yeah and then I really have a heart really to train up locals yeah. so okay. that because I know someday we'll probably be gone and not in Iraq who knows when that day will come hopefully for mm -hmm. not many many years but I would love to pass a skill to them mm -hmm. yes. so that they can continue yeah. serving each other with yeah. compassion and love yeah. and also share the gospel yeah. of course Beautiful. but um, so I'm already training up locals and yeah. have um, locals working alongside me and all of it, which is yeah. wonderful to rub shoulders with them every day when I work, go yeah. to work. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really incredible. I, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it it's so amazing. Much. And, you know, with you being so embedded, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you were able to, you know, discover yeah. some secret followers of Jesus. Was that yes. through you? Yes, yes. yes. So yes. People and then you introduced us. them to mm -hmm. yeah. your mm -hmm. dynamite husband, yes. Matt. Yes, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. To teach and them the word and mm -hmm. disciple them. Yeah. 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 So tell us incredible. about that yeah. journey, Max. How's that? So shortly after we got there, in, uh, moved into our village, we had a knock on the door one night. Yeah. It was a local woman who was pregnant, heard that this American midwife had moved in and had some questions. And um, this woman spoke English. She's a translator. Uh, by trade and so we we're able to just communicate kind of pretty freely and she was dropping kind of like some very strange like Jesus hints almost uh -huh. in her speech yeah. was like very uh, caught us off guard I guess put it that way right so she ended up telling us that she was actually a believer follower of Jesus yeah. secretly mm -hmm. married husband doesn't know family mm -hmm. doesn't know all that wow. kind of stuff for mm -hmm. obvious security reasons and that there is a small group, maybe eight to 12 mm -hmm. in our village. 
Um, and so we told them then that we were actually, we told her that we were pastors. Her first words to me when I said, well, actually I'm a pastor, is she kind of opened her eyes and said, what? will you teach us oh. about baptism and about communion? Wow. Because none of us have ever been baptized and none of us have ever taken communion. Wow. And we want to, but we don't know anything about them. Wow. Mm. So we spent that summer meeting once a week with three, four, five of them would come over mm -hmm. and we were just walking through the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, baptism, communion, what that is, mm -hmm. uh, what it means, all of that kind of stuff and just getting to know them. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was our, and that's when we ended up finding out that they don't have the scriptures mm -hmm. in their language. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what opened up that whole yeah. journey. That's not what I thought I would be doing there, but it's, I think, again, that's one amazing. of those doors that just Very kind of dangerous. opened. So you are involved in translating the Bible for the very, very first time. Very first time. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's people yeah, whose so entire history. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll Max, next year be launching a full project. Yeah. So we've started with the help of a few other organizations in our area, um, doing about 30 stories that cover Genesis to Revelation. Mm -hmm. But this people group, their language is all oral, so they have no script, no letters, <laughs> no alphabet, wow. no anything. Wow. And so it's all done orally. And so you, someone will, will read it in a, uh, the text and have to basically internalize every detail of the story through either visualizing yes. or acting it out or some yeah. people will draw things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you just practice actually telling the story in your dialect until you have all the details oh, there. Wow. You work through different word choices, all of that kind <sighs> of stuff. And you just do draft after draft after draft in teams and compare notes and whatever. And um, until you end up with a, an actual translation that has the original meaning, all oh. the details, the key terms are consistent, the key concepts are consistent all wow. the way through. Mm -hmm. And um, Could you have done that without doing your no, so theology degree? No, 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 no. So this seminary. The, my role, because I we're learning the dialect, yeah. we're learning the language, but I'll, we'll never be able to speak it well enough, probably no. to actually translate it. Right. No. So they the the paradigm shift happening in the Bible translation world mm. as a whole right now is previously the usually Westerner would come to a place, yeah. learn the language, yeah. and then do their thing and give them the Bible. Yeah. And about ten years ago the translation world as a whole started to have this conversation about, well, what if we just empowered the mother tongue speakers yes. to actually translate? Yeah. Then we don't have to actually do all of that initial language yeah. stuff. And they know all the idiosyncrasies, That's they fine. know all the metaphors, they know all the nuances, mm -hmm. they know all the semantic ranges, all that yeah. nerdy stuff. They know all of it. We don't actually have to do any of it. And we can basically act as facilitators who are experts in the in the actual text. Mm -hmm. So I'm help, I will help guide them through, hey, this is a key term that shows up in here, 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 here that we haven't got to yet. We need to make sure that we're consistent all the way yes, across. And that's where your knowledge comes Yeah, yeah. From. Or they so I was just helping do a dialect in from Fiji about three weeks ago. We were translating the, the book of Ruth for the first time ever into this mm. small dialect in Fiji. Wow. And they don't have barley in Fiji. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so they don't know even a lot of people what barley, barley means. Yeah. Or a threshing floor that doesn't exist there. 
So how do we then translate barley and threshing floor into there? And so we have all this discussion. Yeah, we have all this discussion and yeah. blah, 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 blah. How do you, you explain all that? Yeah, yeah. And so you have to work through all. And so that's that would be my role is helping wow. work through all those things. But then they're the ones actually producing the, the, the scriptures. And then you capture that via audio. Um, and once you have a good draft, you record it professionally and all that kind of stuff. And you have... Um, an actual an audio oral, an oral tran- translation of yeah. the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you download that onto a solar Bible? Yeah, so the different places around the world will use all kinds of different mediums. But the whole uh, concept of oral translation is, in practice, only about six or seven years old. It's brand new. Okay, um, wow. And it's a uh, game changer for it's all a complete, the it's a complete oral game changer. languages. Isn't it's it? a complete yeah. game changer, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, the very, actually this week, as of us recording this, the very first complete New Testament that was done Matthew to Revelation completely orally is going to be published mm. this week. Wow. So we're talking about we're at the very genesis of the, yeah. the movement yeah. um, in Sudanese Arabic. Wow. It'll be the oh, whole wow. the whole New wow. Testament in Sudanese Arabic, so done fantastic. Matthew to Revelation orally by local believers. Wow. Is, it will be published actually this week. Wow, that's um, amazing! So it's we're yeah, it's a, we're right at the very forefront of yeah. kind of that movement. Yeah. But most of the languages left on the earth that don't have the Bible are oral, right? Um, right. And so it's, it's if they net. did if they had the written language, Wycliffe would have translated mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or whoever, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. this is this is yeah. fantastic so and amazing. so powerful. And you know, obviously, when when Jesus said, "When the gospel is preached in all the nations," I mean, I yeah. think it included these people groups mm-hmm. that yeah. had their own oral yeah, language. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's exciting to yeah. think that we're so close. Yeah. Um, but oh. yeah, mm-hmm. how the Lord has um, mm-hmm. prepared you both. Yeah. For for this, and and just by saying yes to go to this this country mm-hmm. then the rest begins to unravel and mm-hmm. I, and, yeah. and unfold yeah and yeah. no doubt the story is going to carry on oh unfolding. My. oh these two um oh sure. absolutely but you know just so many practical oh. things and yeah. i think you know so often as young people we're just ready to go ready yeah. to go and we want to do we want to give our all to yeah. jesus but just living in that tension and, and just to see how you've navigated yeah. the call, mm-hmm. but alongside the preparation yeah. Yeah. And, and, and being open to learn, being open to be led by leaders, mm-hmm. to actually go to different training places, whether yeah. that's to do your master's degree, mm-hmm. to get your skills, or whether to go to other missions organizations mm-hmm. to partner with yeah. youth with a mission, mm-hmm. and I've said before that I'm a YWAMer still. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like, yeah. once a YWAMer, always a exactly. YWAMer. Absolutely, you know, as I'm the not. Fire, uh, I'm married. I'm married. I'm married. We're one enough. flesh. But yeah. you know, as Catch the Fire, we want to partner with different ministries and organizations yeah. because nobody has the full picture. Just being right. open. Right. To s- when God says, I want you to go to this organization and right. get trained, and I want you to learn from these people, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a key for all of us, isn't yeah. it? It's mm-hmm. the body of Christ. It's yeah. the kingdom of Very God. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would you like to say to our audience? You know, Because I feel like, you know, specifically, we've got people watching mm-hmm. of all ages, actually. 
uh, and people that are young and people that maybe have had a career and mm-hmm. they feel like, wow, maybe God has got something else for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so I don't know, whatever you feel God wants you to, to I, say to anyone today. The first thing that comes to my mind is to quote the uh, good friend of ours, the great Lou Engle. Yes. Is no Lou. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing this when I was 20. I think I was 20. He says, God does not tie your heart to dead-end dreams. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. So the tension is, that I think is 100% true. But just because that is 100% true doesn't mean that that will happen tomorrow. Mm. And it's just giving yourself to the process. Jesus is into the process. Mm -hmm. He wants to... You can trust him. You can trust him. He's not dangling a carrot... Yeah. over your head mm-hmm. that's tied to a stick that you'll never actually reach. You know, you've seen yeah. that in like the cartoons mm-hmm. where they, you know, yeah. to a dog, they tie the yeah. little yeah. biscuit at the end with on a string so he chases it, but he never actually gets it. That's not who Jesus is. That's yeah. not who our father is. Yeah. He doesn't tie our heart to dead end dreams. That's so good. But because his dream is greater than you dare hope, greater than you dare mm-hmm. dream or imagine, it's going to need a process. Yeah. Mm. He's, it's, he's not going to put his... Um, his dream in a vessel that will break tomorrow. Right. It, it, you're going to have to go through the process. And yeah. that process is communal by nature. Yeah. 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 It's, in, it's in the church. Mm-hmm. It's with leaders. It's with brothers yeah. and sisters. It's with mothers and fathers. It happens in the context of community. And you just got to go on that journey mm-hmm. and just trust, mm-hmm. trust Jesus. Love that. Yeah. Trust him. That. He's not tying your heart to a dead end dream, yeah. but he is trying to make you into the image of his son, yeah. and that will not happen overnight. Yeah. Yes. And you would rather get there ready 10 years too late than get there not ready 10 years too early. You just would. Yeah. So well said. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. well said. God will catch up that 10 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, Beautiful. talk to John the Baptist. Yeah. It's like nine months, change the nation. Yeah. Like it, he can just do it. Then his life mm-hmm. ended. Then it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that was yeah. it. He prepared yeah. his whole life, had a moment, changed a nation. Yeah. Um, and Jesus too. Yeah. It, there is something even about the divine life that says, I'm into the slow growing process mm-hmm. of normal everyday life. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll have, I, I will have my moment. But you, not even Jesus bypasses that first 30 years yeah. Yeah, of hiddenness, true. of lowliness. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point that people were living next to God and didn't realize it was God because his life, he dignifies the human life so much that it looks the same. Yeah, Yeah. wow. That's an exceptional thought. He dignifies the human life. To the point that his life and our life actually look the same because we're made in in his image. Mm. So just don't, that's a really fancy poetic way to say, trust the process. Trust the process. process. Do you have anything to add? I actually had originally thought of that Think that God doesn't tie our hearts love to Lou? dreams. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Lou. Yeah. We love Lou. Yeah. We say that yeah. a lot, and it's something that we even came back to mm-hmm. in our yeah. time of being in the process, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. yeah, I just echo that, that that really yeah. is trusting. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Let's, let's ask you, if you don't mind, just to release an impartation mm-hmm. to everybody for the abiding in the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unto the end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Father, we just pray for everybody listening and watching today. Mm. Uh, Lord, we ask you that you would uh, make them into the image of your son Mm. and that you would 
hold them in the process. Yes. Mm. There's the great prayer of, uh, a great statement of Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, I pray all the time, that some plant, some uh, water, but it's the Lord who reaps, but then he prays that he, the Lord would make him a wise master mm. builder. Yes. Thank Lord, you, I Lord. pray that you would give each person here an impartation of wisdom, yeah. an impartation of the Spirit, yeah. an impartation of your grace, mm. an impartation of your divine life yes. that would make them wise mm. master builders mm. and that you would take them on that school or take them through that school. Yes, you would take them into the school of of training and discipleship and being made into the image yes. of your son. Yeah. And Lord, we thank you that uh, your dreams for us are far greater mm. than our own dreams for ourselves. And so wow. we just trust thank you, the process yeah. that you have us yeah. on. We trust the road yeah. that you have us on, that we are the sons and daughters of Abraham. Mm -hmm. And we are on a journey and we do not know where we are going most yeah. of the time, yeah. but you know the land yeah. that flows with milk and honey. Yeah. And so we trust you to take us there. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you, God, mm. for what you're doing and all mm. the people listening. And I pray, Father, that mm. as they're in that tension and maybe mm -hmm. walking this out, mm -hmm. that you would just be so near to them, yes. that mm. you would encourage their mm. hearts, that they would be yeah. like Marys that ponder the word, God, yeah. and that every day they mm. would continue to live mm -hmm. in that, the knowledge of mm -hmm. what's to come, but also just living in the tension mm -hmm. of the now, just as Max prayed. Mm -hmm. God, we thank you that you're the one who doesn't thank leave us, you, but you're walking Shink. on the road, yes. even when we don't see it. So yes. I just thank you, God, that mm -hmm. you're with them yes, and that you will stay with them, mm -hmm. even when they don't see how it'll turn thank out in the God. end. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, what a wonderful, so yeah. amazing, rich time, yeah. Kate. Yeah. Thank you for sharing so oh, much of your us. life, your yeah. heart. Thank you. Thank you. We love fun. you both. We're going to be yeah. praying for you as, as God takes you back, as, as you go back. Thank How you. can people get hold of you? Yeah. We know that you have your own podcast, yep. Upon yeah. This Rock. Upon This Rock, yeah. Um, you can Max, find it anywhere. Yeah. Yep. And I do some writing on Substack under that same name, Upon, Upon This Rock. Rock. Uh, but everything is linked on our, we just have a website, uh, thethomasfam.com. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so you can find <laughs> us there, uh, our newsletter, podcast, mm -hmm. writing, support, Instagram, Instagram yeah, all that kind of stuff yeah. is, yeah. is linked there. So that's the, just, you can go there and it's the one-stop shop oh, for everything. Wonderful. Thank yes. you so much. And so anyone listening that's just been peaked to, to pray, to support, to, you know, just be in contact with the Thomas family, you know, do that. They paid a high price but mm -hmm. jesus is worthy yeah and yeah. you don't yeah. look like you're miserable no either. not at no. all <laughs> we're happy in we're happy joy. To share. <laughs> kate and i have been investing financially into these two mm -hmm. on a monthly basis and yeah. you know we did that because we uh just believe in yeah. the lord jesus in them mm -hmm. yeah. at work but now that i've seen them after a year and a half of them being <laughs> and spent this weekend mm -hmm. with them I'm just blown away by what an amazing, amazing place of investment their lives yeah. are. Thank so, you guys so much. Yeah, I mean yeah. that with all my heart, everybody. Really, yeah. you know, I know so that much. all of our finances, uh, each of us have many, many draws and pulls and places that we can we can sow and we can give and we can be a blessing. But these two are very, is so very, much. very wonderful mm -hmm. soil in the kingdom mm -hmm. of heaven. So, yeah, join Kate and I in uh, just personally investing in them. But, you know, I just want to end with saying, what would your life look like if you love God, love yourself, love others, have fun, and give your <laughs> life away? <laughs> Absolutely. God bless. Have fun. God bless. Yes.